What is up, guys? Welcome to the Wise and Well podcast. I'm your host, Herman Lin. This is the show that helps make fitness and nutrition way simpler and more realistic so that you can improve your physical health without sacrificing your mental health. If you're new to the show and you enjoy it, hit subscribe after the episode so that you know when future episodes come out. Also, if you are looking to take your fitness to the next level, I offer one-on-one strength and nutrition coaching that is designed to help you build muscle, burn fat, and improve your overall relationship with fitness and nutrition. Just go to wiseandwellcoaching.com to learn more. Or just shoot me a DM on Instagram at wiseandwellcoaching. I will always respond to you. All right, guys, on to the episode. Rocky Gonzalez, how are you doing? What up? I'm doing awesome. It is a lovely day here in Houston, Texas. It's like 50 degrees outside and sunny. So one of my favorites. <laughs> it is. It has been snowing here for the probably the past 72 hours. So I am very jealous of you right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I am not jealous of you at all. Like <laughs> me and the snow <laughs> do not mix. I've, not, I've never been a big fan of the snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're doing awesome. Awesome. Um, so just to kind of give a, a, a quick introduction to everybody that's listening, um, you've got a, this is, I'm like so excited for this episode because <laughs> the reason we're talking right now is because you reached out to me um, on Instagram and, and had a very cool story. And um, you've seen, you've, I, I want to preface this right away too, because I, I did a post on you once on Instagram and then everybody was like reaching out, congratulating me for <laughs> the success that you've seen. I'm like, no, I, I didn't do anything. Like you have been listening to the show. You've been, you've been reading the content and you've taken all the action yourself. You, you've taken it upon yourself to, to, you know, instill a lot of the things that I've talked about. Um, and you've seen a lot of great success. So I would, what I really want today is to give you the spotlight, to share your story, to share the things that you've been working on and, and the success you've been seeing. Cause I think a lot of people will find a lot of benefit from that. So, um, one, thank you for reaching out. Um, absolutely. And that's very like on brand for me whenever like my favorite artists or influencers or people who like inspire me or who look up to, I always slide into their DMS. I'm always like, hi, I think you're awesome. Or, Hey, like you've been really influential on me and let's be friends. So that's very <laughs> much like me just to, <laughs> To just say hello. <laughs> I love it. I, I wish more. I honestly wish more people did that. I think sometimes people, you know, it's it's when you follow people online or you listen to them, like I feel like people often think that it's like this brick wall in between, right? And that the other, it's not like an actual person on the other side. It's just like a brand or like, you know, like a thing over there that, that produces this content. So whenever people reach out, that's like my favorite thing in the world. I, like I, like at the end of the day, you fuel a lot of the content that I want to make you you give me ideas you inspire me and like at the end of the day you know is everything that I can learn in a certification or a class or whatever is all great and cool but I learned the most from talking to people like you and, right. and what actually works in the real world so I really really appreciate it um so do you want to just start and just just give people you know what is what is the story of rocky what's what's kind of the the life um, story that we need to know about you. Okay. Wow. Well, <laughs> so, you know, I grew up here in Texas. Um, I've always have been a big boy, like ever since 
um, a very young age. Like I remember being in the first grade and being the biggest kid in my class. Uh, I remember specifically in gym, we were being, our height and weight were being measured and I weighed 110 pounds Mm. and which is, you know, pretty heavy for a first grader. You know, everyone else in my class was, you know, the 60 pound range or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so come from, you know, a traditional Hispanic family. Um, food is a big part of our culture, you know, as it is, you know, lots of different people in their cultures. Um, and my family, the way they showed love and support was through food. You know, my dad, he was one of 12 kids. My mom was one of six and they were pretty low income and they didn't get to, you know, just indulge in food. And so whenever we were growing up, it was eat as much as you want, go back for seconds. And there's just no, there's no rules. Like you can eat whatever you want, you know, and my, 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 I don't blame my family for this because they were just loving me the way that they that they knew how. They didn't want us to to suffer or feel like we weren't being taken care of and stuff like that. So early on, I you know was indulging in food quite a bit, and whenever I started working at the local Jack in the Box in high school which for those who don't know, Jack in the Box is like mostly down here in the South. It's just a burger fast food place. And they have tacos too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) I've made thousands of those tacos in my years at Jack in the Box. My goodness. Um, But yeah, so whenever I started working at Jack in the Box, that's whenever my weight started to really increase because I, you know, was a teenager and had unlimited food. And while I was working, I could just go make myself a burger. If I was working at the drive-thru, I would fill up a 44-ounce cup of ice cream <laughs> and just sip on it yeah. during my shift, which is just crazy to think about, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, during all this time, I was also just kind of struggling with my sexuality i am today you know an openly proud gay man i am married to my awesome husband and am just um unapologetically myself you know Mm -hmm. and whenever i was going off to college i was not as secure then about that which in a way kind of affected my weight uh, at the time upon reflecting you know it's it's sad to kind of think about but you know whenever I was in college I just did not want to deal with my sexuality at all Mm -hmm. and I kind of had this mindset that if I was just so overweight that no one would be interested like in dating me or Mm. wanting to be with me. And so then I didn't have to deal with it, you know, 
I know, which is oh my gosh, that's so sad. I mean, but it's it's the truth. No, it's it's. You know? uh, it, but you say it, saying it out loud, you know, like from from thinking about it from that perspective, I, I understand it. You know, it, it it makes sense how you could lead to that perspective because it's you're in your head, you're dealing with something that you're just you're not ready to kind of deal with this other thing, right? Of like what happens once everybody knows, right? And so it's, uh, I, I can understand, especially as a young teenager, you know, convincing yourself like, well, this is just the easier route. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I went to college up in Canyon, Texas by Amarillo, which is right in the middle of the Bible belts. And, mm. you know, it's more conservative out there. I am Hispanic and there's a large, uh, Caucasian population. And so I was just kind of afraid to come out of school there because I didn't know how people were going to react, if I was going to be safe, um, if people were going to, if I was going to have to deal with extreme homophobia. So I was just kind of closeted and really uh, felt that if I was extremely overweight, no one would be interested, which is not true like people who are extremely overweight can absolutely find love and whenever i was in college you know i met a couple of friends who you know kind of seemed like they were interested and whenever they voiced those things it really like freaked me out you know Mm -hmm. and was just like whoa whoa no like i'm not i'm not dealing with that at all you know yeah um once i uh, graduated from college, I was just done of not being myself anymore. And I had gotten my first job, uh, well, not my first job. I went to school for music and I got my first job as a music teacher here in Texas. And I decided then that I was going to come out to my parents. And whenever I did, they were absolutely wonderful. Like they were completely supportive. Um, my mom was very sweet. My dad, he thought he was like, I thought you were going to tell us something bad. Like you lost your (laughs) job or something. And I was like, what? No, I'm just gay. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember, um, as soon as I came out to my parents and about, you know, later that day, I had the thought to myself, like, I got to get this weight off. Hmm. Which is just so, which is so crazy, you know, like I have spent all this time overweight, denying myself, and then I came out to the people who mattered most to me, and then just felt like, okay, I don't need to be, you know, eating this way Wow, so, so instantly, instantly you thought that. Yeah, instantly, and so I tried losing weight, I've yo-yo dieted for, for years since then, you know. And, um, for example, like whenever I was trying to diet, I went zero to a hundred, you know, mm. like just went from doing no activity and eating whatever I wanted to just going hard at the gym and decreasing my calories by a ton. Like I was probably only eating like 2000 calories or less. A day. And now this is, would you say this was kind of like your first attempt at it before that it never really, really crossed your mind to even try? 
there was one there was one other attempt while I was in college. Yeah. And maybe I, maybe I should start there. So like whenever I was in college, it's kind of similar thing. I was going to try to lose weight and I was going strong for about two months. Mind you, I wasn't doing any kind of strength training. I was just doing cardio and not eating nearly enough of food. And I remember I was invited uh, by some friends to go out to Buffalo Wild Wings. It was like 50 cent wing night. Mm-hmm. We're all like college kids or whatever. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, like, let's go. Uh, let's go there. And I was not going to partake in eating fried wings because I was on a diet and I was going to lose all this weight. And so I had like the grilled chicken salad. Yeah. And uh, one of my friends, uh, they ordered, you know, too much food and they were like, Hey Rocky, do you want the rest of these, the rest of these wings? And I was like, "Uh, just pass them over here. Let me take a look. (laughs) And I just like devoured those like, six or eight wings whatever they were and i literally thought like okay you've just ruined everything like it's you you failed you know and just went back to my old habits like right after that despite spending two months um you know in the gym just doing tons of cardio and uh losing some weight and because in your head in your head, a successful diet is essentially like avoiding bad foods then, right? Like that was, that was the goal. It's like, I just need to avoid these foods and then everything will be fine. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely had that mindset. And I remember I was working at um, a steakhouse in Amarillo and the bosses like bought a bunch of boxes of pizza or something. And for whatever reason, and I like really wanted a slice of pizza. But I told myself, like, no, Rocky, you're not going to have a slice of pizza. And then I negotiated with myself and I said, okay, you can have one slice of pizza. But after your shift, you have to go to the gym and do like a couple of miles on the stationary bike. Yeah. So I, that day, like, I went to a full day of school. Then I went to my job. And because I had a slice of pizza, instead of going home to relax, you know, at 10 o'clock at night, I headed to the gym and, you know, went hard on the, on the spin bike, stationary bike, because I had a slice of pizza. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that crazy that just, I mean, most traditional diets and most of the way we think about trying to lose weight is it's literally, it's literally walk around, live your life and just try to say no to as many things as you possibly can. Like, that it's it's all based on willpower and discipline and just just say no just don't eat those things if you do go run it off go try to burn it off right like it's it's you're just constantly in this state of defense high alert trying to avoid as many things as possible and to your point like because you are so you're so focused on it and you're so stressed about it that once you inevitably eat something that in your head is off limits, the whole thing is, is a failure. Right. And then just like the guilt that comes along with it also is just, it's like, why am I putting myself through that? You know, feeling so guilty for eating some wings on one night and then a slice of pizza at the end of my work shift. Like, come on, like, that's not, that's not living. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So that's, so that's college. And then, um, so then post-college you're, you're trying again. Okay. Yeah. So post-college, 
um, when I got a teaching job here in Houston, after the holidays, the administration team at my school wanted to do like a biggest loser contest with the teachers on campus. And, you know, I was, once I got to Houston, I had gained so much weight. I had gotten to like the heaviest that I had ever been in my life. Uh, once I moved to Houston, I don't know if you ever been, but the best food in the country is in Houston. You know, I may be biased, but <laughs> there is just so many, you know, different cultures and there's all the food that you could want in Houston. Yeah. It's just so good. So when I moved to Houston, I like gained a significant amount of weight. And so whenever my school was doing the biggest loser contest, I was like, okay, well, I have some weight to lose. Like, let me go ahead and sign up for this. And it was just, you know, we weighed in on the first day of school. And then on the last week of school, whoever lost the the highest like percentage weights would win the pot. And like we had mm-hmm. weekly weigh-ins mm-hmm. and if you gained weight, you had to add money, uh, stuff like that. And so that's whenever I started trying to lose weight again. And I remember going to the gym. It was a 24 hour fitness here in Houston where I was going to the gym at, at the time. And the way the gym was set up, the first floor was all uh, weight machines. And the second floor was all cardio machines. And every time I went to the gym, I went straight to the stairs and went straight up to like the cardio level. And I was doing so much cardio. I would start by jogging two miles on the treadmill take about 30 minutes and then I would move over to the elliptical for 15 20 minutes I would go to the stationary bike and then I would end with the stairmaster and then I would go sit in the sauna and sweat until I could feel like my heart uh rate starting to elevate and mm-hmm. then and then that's whenever I would leave I would tell myself you know if you didn't leave the gym exhausted then you didn't you didn't do it right yeah you know? And that worked for me for a little bit, of course. Like I, you know, was really, really big at the time and had lost, had seen some weight come off. And then I plateaued after a few months. And then I just kind of thought like, what is, what am I doing wrong? Like, why aren't I losing any more weight? And then like, I'm looking on social media and someone says like, you're not seeing results on the Stairmaster if you're putting your hands on the rails of the Stairmaster. And then so I'm like, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing the Stairmaster and I'm putting my hands on the uh, rails. Like I need to, I need to step it up and I need to put my hands in my pocket and just go do the Stairmaster that way, you know? And that, that is so like real quick, because that is the perfect example of, how complicated and how hard it is to find good information online because we are bombarded. We live in like this hot take society, right? And so Mm -hmm. if you look at anything, whether it's fitness or food or any other industry, like the videos that do the best online are the ones that are essentially tearing something else down. Right. It's, it's all, it's like the people, you know, like all those videos now where like they're watching someone else's video And then they, for 30 seconds, basically rip that video apart and tell you why it's wrong. And so the best thing you can do right now for engagement is basically say this one thing 
is preventing all your results and like, and basically like use that as a hook for everything, everything that you do. Right. So that person's like probably, probably just saying like, Hey, you know, why don't you just take your hands off of the railing? It's going to be a better workout, but they know for engagement wise, it's way better to say, this is the exact reason why it's preventing all of your fat loss goals. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's so easy to find these things that you randomly stumble on. Like, I feel like you can go on your phone any second and all of a sudden some notification pops up or some clip pops up that you're like, Oh, I'll watch that quick. And then that goes into your brain for some reason. And now that's like your goal, right? Like Mm -hmm. in your head, this is all that matters when the reality is 99% of the things we see in that manner makes like less than a 1% difference. Yes. And I was absolutely a victim to, (laughs) to that, you know, like, yeah, I seriously thought like, okay, I need to take my hands off of the rails. I need to uh, decrease my time and on my mile, um, you know, increase the resistance on the elliptical, just Mm -hmm. doing all sorts of things to try to get off of this plateau, you know, um, it's then, an easy, um, you know, I think cardio in general, what, what makes us, cause I, I like, like I did the same exact thing for a long time. Like, I, I think for me, I felt very much the harder I ran, the more results I would see, right? Like, if, can I get that speed up? Cause it's like, you physically feel like you're doing something. You physically feel like you're running towards something. Right. Yeah. So, so being able to do that, it's, 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 it's amazing because once you kind of start realizing, you know, for everyone that's listening, like, I I think I, I tried to make this as clear as possible. Like I don't have anything against cardio. I think cardio is great for your health. I think it's probably something that most people should do. You know, I think the problem is we look at cardio as a weight loss tool. Like it is, it's all about burning calories. And that is the part that is the least it matters the least out of everything that cardio can give you because we burn 95% of our calories outside of our workouts. So it's like, we're using this thing as the one thing that's going to help us lose weight when that part of it barely even matters. And there's a lot of other benefits of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So using it and being like, I'm going to improve my heart health. I'm going to you know, improve my aerobic output, uh, and, and, and work capacity. Like all those things are fantastic. Um, it's just that we look at it as like, this is the thing that's going to help us lose weight. And then when you do it and you don't see the results, then you end up resenting it. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, um, so I did end up winning biggest loser that semester at my school (laughs) i lost let's see i think i I think i lost like 35 pounds or something like that that in those uh four months and after the biggest loser was over i you know wanted to keep my momentum up and keep trying to lose weight and um which i did for a little while and then around that time that summer is whenever i had met like my now husband and you know we started dating and fell in love and you know started getting some weight back Mm. (laughs) and then like the then the pandemic happens Mm -hmm. and i just kind of 
slowly just stopped doing the workouts, you know, a big motivation of my, of me losing weight whenever I was younger was more superficial whenever I was, you know, in my twenties, like my motivations to lose weight, you know, cause I was, you know, openly gay now and I wanted to lose weight so that way I could find a boyfriend. Hmm. And then also I wanted to post on my social media, like my weight loss uh, journey and receive likes and comments on, on my post, which gosh, <laughs> like here, like this is, this is like almost 10 years ago now. So like, <laughs> it just sounds so superficial, but that was like one of my motivations. Like I remember going to the gym and being like, okay, I just need to lose five more pounds and then I'll be like at 50 pounds weight loss. And then I can make a post about it. Yeah. You know, but, or but, but can I just say though, like you say that, and I think you, you say it as if you feel like you're the oddball in that that's, that's the vast majority of people. I do that <laughs> stuff all the time too. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I think, I think the reality is what, what gets you into doing something is usually not the thing that keeps you doing it. Right. So for, for fat loss, weight loss, like the amount of people who start in wise and wireless clients, they all like the vast majority come looking for fat loss. And a lot of the times it's like, we have to have the conversation early on of, Hey, it's okay that you say you just want to look a little bit better. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to scold you for that. You know what I mean? Um, the reality is a lot of them stay for the long run is because they start falling in love with the process and the feeling of it. Right. Like it's hard because eventually I think you start learning, okay, maybe I'm not going to look like Ryan Reynolds or, or Brad Pitt from fight club is whatever, as what every guy in the world wants to look like. Right. Like maybe I'm not going to look exactly like that. So I can't like have all my happiness tied to this one ideal image, but I feel pretty damn good. And I'm, I'm definitely making progress and I'm seeing the slow, gradual, um, improvements. And so that's what keeps you going. So I don't think you should have any shame that like you, you had, you got into it and, and started wanting it because like there was some more superficial reasons. I think that's completely normal. Yes. Thank you for saying that. Um, cause what, that's what it was at the time. Like I did not really consider like my, I wasn't working out because I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to start dating and I wanted to get likes on Instagram and, and Facebook, you know, and then, you know, those, th- those things are, those things are fine, but I don't know, like they're not going to fulfill you long-term, you know, yeah. I'm happily married now. Um, and so there goes like that motivation, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that I don't want to look good for my, for my partner or anything. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, um, those who are in relationships will understand, I guess. But you know, you know, in the back of your head that he'll love you no matter what, right? So it's it's yes. not going to be as the as big of a driving motivation factor. Yes. And then me going back to school for a master's in counseling that has been a huge part in my shift in my in my thinking, you know, and also going to therapy. Um, 
also, you know, I've, I've been going to therapy, I guess like four years now, maybe going on five years. And there's still like this taboo about therapy, but I think everyone could benefit from going to therapy. People go to the doctor to manage their health and they get checkups. Going to see a therapist is like getting a checkup, but for your brain and for your thoughts and just seeing how, how things are. Um, It's like the gym. It's like going to the gym for your brain. Yes, exactly. Um, So whenever I started my master's program, it's a three-year program, and I am in my last semester. I graduate in May. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm so ready to be done with grad school. It's been so difficult and has been a long process, Um, but it has been very rewarding. Um, Like I was saying, something I wasn't expecting getting my master's in counseling was how much I would have to reflect on myself and Mm -hmm. I'd be learning about different concepts and stuff in, in counseling. And it would, I could see how it would relate to me. And so for example, I was reading something about, you know, all or nothing thinking. Mm. And I was like, this is me. Like I'm a person who just has an all or nothing mindset. And, you know, I feel like my friends and family may have known this about me better than I did. Yeah. But, you know, just seeing, you know, my past experiences, like eating the, eating the wings, I completely gave up. Um, And then like eating the slice of pizza, you know, it's just these all or nothing kind of mindsets and, and uh, thinking about, um, you know, my thinking patterns. That I, 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 maybe I've probably have told the story multiple times on this podcast, but it's, it's just so reminiscent of, you know, I used to do like those T25 and P90X workouts um, in college <laughs> to try to lose some of the weight I was gaining in college once all, once all the high school sports stopped. And I just vividly remember like, you know, Sean T was the the model who was in charge of all those. And like, you would see his body and I'm like, damn, like, that's, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll do, I'll do this. I'll do this program. And in my head, it was like, for some reason, I believe that like you have to get, you have to do all of them, right? It was five days a week, three months. And unless I do every single one of those, I'm not going to look like that. Right. And so I would do 30 days and the first month was always way easier than the other months. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm also working a professional job. You know, I am trying to have a life on the weekends. Like it's hard to do that five days a week. Right. Um, and I inevitably I would miss a day and in my head, it's like, that's it. You know, you screwed up. So like, what's the point of even finishing the rest of the program? You didn't do, all the days. And now it's thinking back to that. It's like, you know, it's all the things that you've been saying the last half hour, like that. It's just so crazy to, to believe that could be true. Yeah. You know, and that's exactly where I was. It was just all or nothing. You know, if I slipped, then it, then it was over, you know? Mm -hmm. And so going to therapy and learning to be a therapist it's helped me strengthen my self-esteem and 
my ego and thinking less about other people and comparing myself to other people and just worrying about myself and my journey. Mm. And this time, you know, I'm dieting. I'm currently, I am about 40 pounds down from whenever I started implementing the wise and well method, if you will. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. And, and how, uh, and how long ago did you start? Um, so I'm trying to think of the timeline somewhere around March is whenever March, 2023 is whenever I wanted to start implementing a healthier lifestyle. And then whenever I discovered wise and well and reading the content of that, that was probably somewhere around like, um, July or August. Wow. And it's been, it's been very different, uh, this time. So 30 pounds in like six ish months. Yeah. Or yeah. Or I'm 40 pounds down now. So Let's see. How many months ago was that? <laughs> it's been four. I've lost 40 pounds yeah, since that's, you know, around this that's time incredible. last year. That is, that is seriously incredible. Um, how, so when you first kind of stumbled onto wise and well, and you started like looking at it, like what, I guess what resonated with you or what, what changed your perspective from what you were doing before? Well, something that changed my perspective first was my motivations of why I wanted to lose weight. Mm. So as I mentioned earlier, a huge motivation of mine to lose weight was more superficial. I wanted to look better and I wanted to find a boyfriend, you know, yeah. this time around my motivations were a lot different. Um, it started with a little over a year ago. Uh, I lost two uncles in my family they who passed away they died within just a few weeks of each other um one of them died of from complications of uh, diabetes mm. and then my other uncle passed away just weeks later of a heart attack you know he had all the heart health issues uh, congestion heart failure all that stuff and they were they were relatively young they were in their early sixties. Wow. You know, very, yeah. very young. And this is something that I've seen in my family, the adults, or, you know, my, my aunts and uncles who are older approaching, you know, their sixties, seventies, and just, you know, a lot of my family members struggle with diabetes, high blood pressure, cholesterol. A lot of us are, overweight you know and so seeing my two uncles uh pass away at such a young age was of course like really 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 heartbreaking and then i remember thinking like okay maybe i should go to the doctor and get some blood work done my husband and i had just bought a house in another part of houston and i hadn't found a pcp yet and was like okay i found someone went to the doctor did the blood work and everything. And I remember the nurse was taking my blood pressure and she just kind of like looked at me funny. And she said, do you have high blood pressure? 
And I was like, uh, not that I know of. And she's like, well, your blood pressure is pretty high today. It was like 150 over like 100 or 110, Mm -hmm. something around there. And so I was just like, okay, well, that is pretty high. And then I was trying to minimize it by saying like, oh, maybe I'm just nervous because I'm at the doctor. But no, like even if I was really nervous, it shouldn't be that high. It's high. Yeah. Yeah. And then my blood work showed that I had high cholesterol. And the doctor was wanting to put me on medicines to or medications to help me manage like these, the cholesterol and the blood pressure. And I was just kind of like, whoa, okay, let's just, let's just wait for a second. Like, I am not ready for this right now. Like I am at the time I was, I'm 33 years old. I don't want to be taking blood pressure medicine like a lot of my aunts and uncles and people in my family. And so I asked the doctor if I could try to manage these things by diet and exercise first. And they said that uh, that would be okay, be scheduled to follow up in three months. And they said that if my blood pressure and, and cholesterol hadn't improved, that they were going to insist that I start taking medications. And so that's whenever I started to just change up my diet just a little bit. I wasn't um, exercising quite quite yet. And I remember I was going to start exercising and I decided I was going to have a last hoorah and really indulge in some food and drinks with some of our friends. And I had eaten so much like junk that I had a gallstone attack (laughs) that sent me to the ER. Wow. I know. Yep. And, you know, I went there, I didn't know what was happening and they did the ultrasound and they said, yeah, you have gallstones. Your gallbladder is going to have to come out eventually. Oh my God. And after that, I was like, okay, enough. Like this is, this is getting out of control. Like I'm 33 years old. I have high blood pressure and cholesterol and then this gallstone attack. And then I went to go visit or like have a consultation with the surgeon. And he was describing like the procedure to me and uh, had mentioned that he was going to remove my gallbladder microscopically, which means they go in through the belly button and they do all the, the things or whatever to pull your gallbladder out of your belly button. However, he told me because I was so big and overweight and I carry a lot of my weight around my gut, which a lot of us guys do. Mm -hmm. He was saying that it may be too much weight for the instruments and that during the surgery, if that's the case, then they were going to have to do it the old fashioned way and just like cut me open on the side and take out my gallbladder that way, which is so much more invasive. And Uh, has a longer healing time. And so I was just like, my motivations to lose weight were (laughs) changing rapidly. You know, I had deaths in my family due to health. I got the blood pressure, cholesterol, and then the gallstone attack. And then the surgeon telling me that 
you know, with my size, how it was so dangerous. And so that's whenever I really was like, okay, I'm, I'm not going down this path. I need to switch things up. And I know that my tendencies were to kind of have an all or nothing mindset. And that's something that I really appreciated about the wise and well method is something that resonates with me is that it's better to be 80% consistent over the next 30 years versus being 100% consistent for the next 30 days. Like that is something that I, that is like seared into my brain. Good. Uh, <laughs> it's, one, it's one of the annoying slogans that I say over and over again, because I think it's that important. No, and that's what I that's what I love about your stuff is that it's simple and it's repetitive. That's I mean that in the best way possible. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I was a teacher for eight years and I know that the best way for my students to learn things was to explain simple things to them over and over and over <laughs> again. And then hopefully eventually something would stick. Yeah, totally, totally. And well, and and, you know, I think it's also what I want to make sure is that there's certainly always going to be things that I change my mind on, right? Like, as I learn more, there's things I probably believed a year ago that I probably would give a little bit of a different opinion today. But there are some overarching values and themes that I just think are kind of trump everything else. Like we, we, we love going into the details and learning all these intricacies and, and, you know, understanding this versus that. But at the end of the day, like to your point, that's one of those things that if you always are thinking, you know, this is for the next 30 years and can I really do this thing where I'm never going to eat, you know, a chicken wing again, right. Or, or miss a workout. Like, is that really sustainable for the next 30 years? And and if the answer is no, then I got to probably change up this strategy because this whole idea that I just gotta, I just gotta avoid it. And I just got to do as much as I can for the next 30 days and then everything's fine. It's, it's just not true. Right. So we're, we're kind of like, we're, we're spinning our wheels doing something over and over and over again. And then we're, we're wondering why we couldn't keep it up. Right. So like part of it is a, it's, it starts with just by giving yourself a little bit more grace. Like, I think, I think we point to, you know, you're, you're in, you're getting your masters right now. Right. Like that is incredible. You are clearly a person who is not lazy, who is who does not have discipline problems, right? Like you you're a very smart, intelligent man, and and that goes to show. And so I think we point to these things as like, oh, you know, I just I just couldn't do it. Like I just didn't have enough willpower. And and I I think all that's kind of bullshit. Like I, I think it's the reality is is that we make the task bigger in our heads than what it actually takes. And we put this unnecessary pressure of like, I have to do this, 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 and this, otherwise it's not going to work. And then yes, we're not disciplined because we basically set ourselves up for, for failure from the start versus understanding here's what I need to do. And if I do it most of the time, like 80% of it, I'm still going to get results. Could the results be faster? Yeah, maybe. Right. But ultimately it's about, moving in the right direction it's not a pass fail right yes that it's not a pass fail it's not black or white which is something that's very common with me you know and then um something that you had shared that really stuck out to me was it was something to the effect of 
if you strength train two to four times a week, look and see how you look in six months and, and then, or a year mm-hmm. and see if you're happy with your results or not. And I remember thinking like, okay, well, I'm going to take this guy up on, on that and just see, see what happens if I start doing the strength training. And that's whenever, that's whenever things started to really take off mm. for me was going to the gym to lift weights. Um, I joined a gym here in Houston. It's a gym that's really close to my home and it's not, it's a small business, um, gym. It's not like a chain or anything. And this gym is very minimal. Like there, there is only three treadmills and two Stairmasters. And then all the rest of it is just weights. Mm. You know, there's no sauna or track or pool or anything like that and so the clientele of this gym is mostly bodybuilders Mm. which can be pretty intimidating whenever you're a big dude going to this gym and there's literally framed pictures of these bodybuilders on the wall in the gym like at their contest you know all yeah oiled up and and then i'm working out i'm like oh yeah the person in that picture right there they're working out like right (laughs) over there and so it's was so intimidating but i had to tell myself like i'm not in competition with anyone here i'm only in competition with myself what they're doing or what anyone else is doing has nothing to do with me and let me guess too whenever you did interact with them they were probably some of like the nicest guys too yeah you know and like I've been working out there consistently since August and I like follow a couple of them on Instagram and it's been so beneficial to me because they'll record themselves doing something at my gym using machines that I use. Yeah. And so I get to watch like a bodybuilder use the machine. Cause like I didn't know I'm still learning and the gym like even to this day um so it's been really nice following their accounts and seeing how to how to do things you know i love that you i just love that you said that because everyone like i think it's so important everyone is intimidated when they first started going to the gym like you should be intimidated you don't know you, there's it's all new right like that that'd be kind of weird if you were just walking in and being like i got this like that's that's with anything new that you do right? Um, you just have to do it anyways. Like, like, it, 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 like you have to be uncomfortable and you have to kind of suck at it at first, the same way you suck at anything else you start at first, right? I, I think it's just, it's so important for people to hear that because I think we can make up these stories in our heads. Like you could have easily walked into that gym and been like, nope, no way. Like those, those guys are all looking at me weird. They're all judging me right now. And the reality is like as much as it's weird today, we, we almost kind of have this, there's like this almost stigma building around gyms, like to- toxic masculinity. Right. And, and all these things. And the reality is like, that's one of the most, one of the most accepting and most inviting places you could possibly be. Like every person in the gym is literally there because they want to better themselves. Right. So as much as we, we like a lot of it is like, you're just making up this story in your head that everyone is looking at you and judging you when the reality is like most people there 
are, are thinking good for you, man. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, and like I had uh, on a couple of occasions, like some of the, one of the dudes would, he walked past me and he like motioned me to take out my AirPod and I was like, Hey, what's up? And he's like, Hey, I've been seeing you here at the gym the past couple of months and you've been killing it. Like, that's awesome, man. And at first I like went into defense mode and I was like, is he like being, is he trying to patronize me or what? But then I was just like, you know what? Just accept the compliment. Yeah. Um, whenever I go to the gym, I'm just like in my little bubble and like this gentleman has noticed the hard work that I'm doing and is complimenting me. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take the compliment and And the consistency, right? Like that's the important part. Like after a couple of months, right? Cause there's a lot of people who go to the gym and it's January right now. So plenty of people who, who go and then you never, never see them again, but you start noticing when you're like, man, that guy's, that guy's back in here, right? Like he's, he's still going. And like, so that, that to me is like, yeah, you, you should say something to them because it's, it's clear that this is not like a phase. This is something that you're committed to. And that, that says a lot. Yeah. You know, and like, even just today, I was at the gym this morning. I, it was leg day today and I was doing the leg extension. And then one of the, one of the guys who I is usually there whenever I'm there, a lot of the times he just walked past me and it just kind of like gave me the smile and like the head nod type of thing. And I just kind of like did the same thing too. And it's like, if you had told me five months ago that I would have that kind of interaction with that person, I would have been like, what? Like how, yeah, how, how would awesome. I even get there? Um, but like I said, I'm still learning in the gym. I recently like, started decreasing my weight on some machines or some movements because I realized that I was just loading up on the weight and it just kind of like going through them really fast or Mm -hmm. like, okay, I need to decrease this weight and really try to isolate this muscle and try to feel it right here instead of just trying to go heavy uh, prematurely. Yeah, we suck at that as guys. We are are, are all about get that weight up as fast as possible. And I'm sure, I mean, you're you're sitting there with bodybuilders around you who are probably putting up crazy weight. So I'm sure in your head, part of it, as much as you try to block it out, there's always that little bit that creeps back in, right? That's like, ah, well, I got to at least have the 45s on there, you know? (laughs) You know, and I still still struggle with my all or nothing thinking sometimes like I have to, to check myself um, whenever I'm working out at the gym. Like for example, like I work out and I use this app called the heavy app mm-hmm. uh, to yeah. track my workouts, uh, which I love because I do it all on my watch and I keep my phone at home. I do not disturb. Like my mm-hmm. phone does not even go to the gym with me. Mm. And I remember this past fall I had gotten the flu and was not feeling well and just was not going to go just I wasn't making it to the gym that week and I was looking at my heavy app and on there there was a streak week like I had gone to the gym like 14 weeks in a row and that was like my streak or whatever and then I had this thought like okay I'm gonna miss the gym this week and I'm gonna lose this streak on the heavy app and then that just kind of made me feel a certain type of way and just kind of those old familiar feelings like all of this for nothing and then i had to take a step back and tell myself like okay no rocky like this is for the next 30 years and realistically 
there are going to be weeks that you're not going to be able to make it to the gym. Like this week, whenever you're sick, like I need to be at home resting and I don't need to be going to the gym and spreading my germs everywhere. Yeah. And so instead of just being like, okay, I didn't make it to the gym this week. My streak is over with like all of this was for nothing. I just accepted that I needed to get some rest. And then the next week I went back to the gym, lowered my weight just a little bit and eased back into it, you know, and here we are still, still months later. That's it. That's it. And it's, um, it's so funny because even as we say 80% consistency, right? Like all of us, when you hear that, you're like, oh yeah, totally. That makes sense. What we don't talk about then is like, what does that 20% look like? Yeah. (laughs) It's, well, it's not, it's probably not going to be pretty, you know, it's not (laughs) going to be like, well, yeah, today I'm just not going to be consistent. It's, it's the mess. It's the part where life gets messy, right? It's these weeks where work deadlines are crazy and all of a sudden, you were going to go to the gym and it just didn't happen. Right. Or you wake up on a Tuesday and you're like, all right, I'm starting my new cycle. This is amazing. And then it's like your throat is sore. And then all of a sudden your whole week is derailed. And it's, it's hard. Like it, like I think, I think that's what we don't ever talk about is these day, these weeks and these days that aren't perfect. Like they're not supposed to be pretty, right? There's a reason why you're not being consistent on those weeks because something, it got too much. It got too hard for that week. And there's nothing wrong with that. And so I think being able to look at that and accept like, it's, it's just, I'm just going to have a shitty day. Sometimes I'm just going to have a shitty week sometimes. And it's okay. All that matters is just taking the next step once that's done. Right. And something that I heard on an episode of your podcast, I can't remember who said it, but they talked about progress being linear and Mm -hmm. it it is, it's not just going to be one straight success rate there's going to be peaks and valleys yeah in your success you know there's gonna overall you're going from a low point to a high point but on the journey there's going to be times where you're really up and then times where you are really down yeah but the big picture is what is important so what do you think like from your perspective as you say that strain training kind of changed everything how how did it contribute to actual weight loss then for you so doing the strength training at first, uh, like I said, I didn't know what I was doing too well. Like I was just kind of going with it. But then I started seeing changes in my body. You know, mm-hmm. this, the scale wasn't just dropping like crazy. It was just kind of, you know, like a pound a week or so, which is the way you're supposed to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. But then I started to see how my body was looking different and that's something that really motivated me like i remember i was on the couch just chilling watching tv and i went to go scratch my chest and i like felt this lump and i was like oh my god is this like some kind of cancerous (laughs) tumor like lump and then like i tensed up and then it got hard i was like oh wait no this is this is chest muscle this isn't like any kind of like cancerous growth and so amazing with with me being like a big dude you know i've got the whole man boob situation going on but with the chest muscles it like gives you a little bit of a lift that is so (laughs) whenever i look in the mirror my chest is looking less like man boobs and more like pecs yeah yeah so like i'm at the gym i'm like I'm doing drop sets on chest because I really want to continue to like strengthen <laughs> my chest. You know, so that's something that really motivated me. And like, I've always had big calves 
because, you know, I'm a big dude. And so like, I've, I have big calves, but then I started seeing my legs getting really toned mm. and that was also motivating for yeah. me. And then also being able to see my clavicles on my, on my chest or on, yeah. my, on my collarbone. And, um, then like I would be sitting and then I would put my arm or put my hand on my arm while I was sitting and then notice that my bicep, it feels like I'm flexing whenever I'm not flexing. Like it's just, there's muscle there. Yeah. And so even though I wasn't just dropping numbers like crazy right away on the scale, I felt really good and I was feeling stronger. And so I knew that the weight was going to continue to come off if I just kept on strengthening these muscles on my body. And during this time, did you change your nutrition? Oh, oh yeah. 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 I absolutely changed my nutrition. Like I, um, I cut back, I cut way back on my drinking. I was, whenever I wasn't dieting or exercising, I was drinking a lot to the point where I wasn't just drinking socially. Like I would, have like a couple beers with dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so at first I was, I limited my drinking to just socially. So then I wasn't just drinking a lot and you know, the, the calories from those drinks stack up pretty quickly, <laughs> you know? Yes. So I went from drinking quite a bit to just drinking very minimally socially. Um, and then like with my diet, I still wanted to incorporate like some of my favorite foods. Um, you know, like I said, I'm Hispanic. My family was in Mexico just a few generations ago. And yeah. so like my comfort food is tacos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically like breakfast tacos, like being a little boy, waking up to the smell of my mom making like homemade breakfast tacos. Like yeah. that's just my comfort food. That sounds amazing. And so like, I still have a taco pretty much every day for breakfast now. However, now I use like a low carb tortilla. Mm. I am using a vegan sausage patty that has no cholesterol and has like 10 or nine grams of protein. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a shelled egg with the yolk is about 50 grams. Well, I am eating about 150 grams of egg white. So that's like mm. the weight of three eggs. However, it's only like 80 calories and like 16 grams of protein. Like yeah. where else can you get that protein to calorie ratio? Like that's yeah. just crazy. And so instead of eating like two shelled eggs, which is, you know, way more calories, I'm eating the equivalent of three, the weight of three eggs uh, via egg whites. And then, you know, I season it with like my fajita seasoning and all that stuff. And then a little bit of, um, I sprinkle some, uh, low fat cheddar cheese on there. And like, I was even at the beginning weighing out the olive oil I was using to cook those eggs. Cause I yeah. wanted to know like how many calories am I eating with the olive oil? And so I learned like, even if I'm giving myself oh. a generous pour, I am still only eating like uh, 50 calories worth of olive oil. So like, I know that I'm, eating that i'm not just drenching it in oil uh mindlessly you know and so are like, you so 
are you continuously tracking that and weighing that meticulously or was this kind of just in the beginning? Mostly in the beginning, like, okay. uh, like spe- specifically like with the olive oil, yeah. I really wanted to know how much I was pouring, but now like it's more intuitive now. Like I know how much I'm pouring and how much I'm, I'm using. That is, so I want to stop cause that is a very, very important point. And as we talk about tracking, you know, like I think a lot of people, one, we get, we get so bogged down with, there's either like a camp of people who believe you got to track every single lick and bite forever. And that's the only way that you're ever going to know hundred percent, which is, you know, like, yes, technically true, right. That's the only way you'll hundred percent know for sure. Um, but then there's also like the whole other piece that's like tracking is so toxic. It, it causes disordered eating and like, and in some people, yes, that's, that's also true. And I think this is a perfect example of how it could be a viable tool that you use not necessarily to just like keep yourself in check all the time, but to learn portion sizes. And that becomes incredibly valuable because in the beginning, as you just said, right, it is so hard to understand what a portion of olive oil actually looks like until you truly measure it out, you know, put it in a tablespoon, put it on your app, use a food scale to, I could, I'm sure you would also say like protein, right? Mm-hmm. In the beginning, you, you, if you put on a piece of chicken on a scale, it is way smaller than what you think is, is an actual serving of, of, of protein that you need. And these things, as you kind of do it, you know, at least for like, I mean, give yourself at least like a couple of weeks. Right. But you know, probably like a month. I think, I think after that, you're going to have a way better idea as you're cooking and making some of these things and understanding, okay, this is like what my portions of all these different, you know, here's my protein portions. Here's my carb portions. Here's how much fat I use when I cook. Like those things are going to be so much easier for you to just kind of eyeball and be relatively close. Absolutely. You know, and like, as I was saying earlier, I came from a family that was eat as much as you want, go back for seconds. Yeah. And then whenever I go and measure my food, it's like, okay, that's how much a serving of potato chips is. Okay. Like, just, especially at the beginning, I was weighing things just because I didn't know, you know, I was making myself a sandwich. I, we buy like our bread, like scratch bread. And so it's like, okay, a serving of this bread is 56 grams. Let me see how much weight these two slices of bread are for my sandwich. Oh my gosh, that's 98 grams of bread, which that's okay. 98 grams of bread is okay. I just needed to know that I was eating that much. That way I could account for those calories. And I still use my scale for uh, things. Cause like, it's just in my kitchen, like super easy to use. Like if I'm going to make myself a, 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 a snack of like, almonds or cashews or whatever 28 grams is my go-to for any kind of nuts or seeds i just weigh out 28 grams so like now i kind of relatively know what 28 grams of uh nuts look like so that way Mm -hmm. if i'm somewhere else i know like okay i can eat about you know this amount of of almonds and i know how many calories it is yeah i like it's almost like a it's almost like a periodic like audit tool right like well, let me, I think, I think I remember what this looks like, right. But like, let me double check. And then like, as you, you kind of do it with different foods as you go so that you're, you're constantly getting better at eyeballing it, but you also know in the back of your head, like it's never going to be perfect. So it's, it's good to have that there just to kind of like double check. Right. You know, like even with my 
I'll put granola in my Greek yogurt. Yeah. And like, I'm weighing that granola as I'm pouring it in. And I'm at a point now where like, I can do a heavy pour and know kind of when to stop. Cause I kind yeah. of know whenever it's going to get to the weight that I'm, that I'm looking for. And so my diet has changed for, because I'm more mindful of the portions that I'm eating uh, by weighing up my food. And I am giving myself um, more space to eat foods that I enjoy without feeling guilty. Also, yeah. that's I, what I love is that you, like you didn't change the foods that you're eating. You just are eating different portion sizes of those foods. You know, you, you, you're not, you're not skipping the breakfast. Like you're like breakfast tacos. Like that's just me. Like that's, that's my heritage. It's important to me. Like I, I want that in the morning and you're still eating it. You're just finding a different way of, okay, well maybe I just got to adjust how much oil I use, what kind of cheese I'm putting in here. And I'm sure you probably think it still tastes great every morning. Oh yeah. It tastes great. Like you get the the correct seasonings and then you put some Cholula on there. Cholula is like zero calories basically. So you can yeah. put Cholula on there and uh, really, you know, uh, does, does it for me, you know? So, yeah. Um, so yeah, doing the strength training three times a week, um, weighing up my food, being conscious of the amount of calories I'm consuming and, I am not doing all the cardio like I was all those years ago. At this point, I usually jog or run like one time a week. Like I went for a two mile run yesterday with my dog. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just, it's great to get my dog exercise. And it's great for me to get my cardiovasculars going up. Yeah. And so things are, things are going well. My cholesterol is normal again. My blood pressure is, you know, exactly where it's supposed to be now amazing um i am going to meet with a surgeon to do the gallbladder surgery like this summer i'm going to graduate in may and then have my gallbladder removed to like either late may or early june yeah. and i want to lose more weight so that way my chances of success are are higher you know so yeah I'm just, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good, you know, and all this, doing all these things have really helped with my mental health also, you know, I saw someone on Instagram say they, uh, it was like an Instagram reel and they said something to the effect of people ask me like, how are you, how, how are you so motivated to go to the gym? And their answer was, how are you not like I get to listen to whatever I want to and my brain produces feel good chemicals and yeah. I made those chemicals. Like I didn't have to drink alcohol or do any kind of drugs to have those feel good muscles. So whenever yes. I'm eating well, getting enough sleep, doing my exercises, I am in, in high, in high spirits, you know, that's, and that's awesome. Yeah. You know, which is great for me and it's great for, other people too. Like I'm starting my internship next week and I'm going to be seeing clients for the first time. Like I'm going to have a person sitting across from me on the couch and I'm going to be counseling them, yeah. you know, and if I'm just a better version of myself, it's going to benefit me and my clients also. And, and how cool is it that, you know, mentally you've gone through all these things, like you talked about the all or nothing thinking, right. That you've worked through a lot of these things personally, that now you're going to see so much of that in your clients. 
right? And oh, yeah. and it's going to be it, it's it's amazing to be able like obviously you've got the science in the background, but it's amazing to have the personal experience to be able to lead with that and relate to them on it too, right? Um, and it's funny because as you go in the same exact way that I do this, right? When I work with clients, you're going to realize like you're always going to learn from them too, right? Like you're going to see these things and be like, oh shit, I do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's never, you're never done learning. But I I think going back to the, the strain training, like what I love that you said is, is in terms of how it helps, because I think we get so caught up in this like idea of it, you know, muscle speeds up metabolism and burns calories and all these things. And it's like, to me, strain training helps fat loss and it makes weight loss easier. And it's not because of those things. It's not because it like magically increases your metabolism. Like it barely, it barely does that. You know, the, the real magic comes from the fact that it just, it drives consistency. It makes everything else easier because you can start seeing the work turn into results. Like you said, like you start looking in the mirror and you're like, damn, I did that. You know, you're, yeah. <laughs> you sit there and you're like, oh my God, my chest is like muscular. That's kind of, that's kind of crazy. Right. And so to your point, right. Like you've lost, you said you lost 40 pounds, about a pound a week. Right. Which is again, like perfect progress. Like I think it's, it'd be, it's hard to replicate that. Like it, you're doing everything right, which is amazing. Um, that's, you know, on a week to week basis, that's not a lot right? Like it's, you're not like watching the scale plummet every single week. And so mentally that becomes kind of tough when that's the only thing you're focusing on. Right. But when you are now focused on, dude, I go to the gym and I lift and every week I'm trying to beat what I did last week. Right. Like that's, that's the main focus is that I want to get super strong. I want to, I want to see my chest pop out even more. Right. And, and all those things. Then when you start focusing on that, it's way easier to keep going and, and to do it long enough to see results in the other department. And so that is so, so important. And it's amazing that you, that you started it and kept up and being consistent with it because it sounds like that was a huge game changer for you. Yes. And I'm not letting it control my life. You know, I'm still enjoying things like tomorrow, my husband and I were on a plane headed to Cancun for a little vacay weekend before I start my internship next week. And I'm not stressing about like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to, how am I going to eat and this, this and that. I'm just going to enjoy my time. You know, of course, be mindful. Like I'm not going to just go crazy or anything, but I'm not going to let it I've got to live my life, you know, yeah. like, I want to, I'm going to be in Cancun. Like I got to be on vacation and enjoy myself and I'm not going to, uh, you know, poison my time being worried about how this is going to affect my overall, this is the 20% that we were yeah, talking exactly. about yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> earlier, exactly. you know, and exactly. so it's super awesome. And of course I'm so thankful to have found your your content and how it really resonates with me, and uh, it's helped me it's helped me a lot. And I'm looking forward to the future and seeing how how I'm looking in 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 one year. You know, August first yeah. will be a year, so I'll let you know how things are going. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. And, and you, you know, like I think that point is so is so important too. That you you know we are not those bodybuilders in your gym like that. That's not, 
I, I, that's not what I want. That's not, I don't think that's what you want either. Ultimately, right. you know, we are like, I think it's so important that to be able to understand that you can use food and fitness to live and to make your life better. Not, you don't have to live for food and fitness. Right. And that is like the perfect point. Like go enjoy your trip. <laughs> You know, (laughs) like that's why you're doing all this, right? Just so that you can go enjoy it and not have to feel guilty about it. So it's, it's awesome, man. I, you're, you're, you're absolutely crushing it. You know, you inspire me and I I love seeing you just take that action and, and put in the work every day because ultimately that's, that's it, right? Like it's, you said it's simple. Um, it's not easy. You know, like I'm I'm not going to pretend it is like it's, it takes a lot to, to do this week in and week out. It gets much much easier to once you start falling in love with the process, right? Um, right. Now you're unstoppable because it's going to be, it's going to be damn hard to get you to stop doing what you're doing right now. And once that momentum is there, you know, that's, that's where the, the magic happens in the long term. So I appreciate you so much. It's been, it's been such a cool story to share. Um, I, I'm sure a lot of people are going to, you know, take away a ton for, for themselves from this. So thank you for, for sharing it. Um, good luck with, with your last semester and, uh, the internship and, and so many, so many exciting things coming up in this year. I would love to have you on after all that is done and after the surgery is done and hear how you're doing. Um, you know, like you said, a year from now, like, I, I think, I think your story is so cool. So let's, let's stay connected for sure. And, and I'm sure other people would be interested too. Absolutely. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much, Herman. It's It's been absolutely awesome. I'm so glad that I slid into your DMs and was like, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> I, am I am too. Is there anything, um, you know, anyone else is, that's listening that maybe just started listening or just started reading that um, you feel like would be, would be wise and well words for them um, that you'd like to share? I guess if I could go back in time and like tell myself, give myself a piece of advice, it would be to um, try to increase your step count each day, like get some steps in. My mm-hmm. second piece of advice was try to find a, try to meet a daily protein goal. And then also just don't stress about it too much. Like just do the things for what they are and don't let it, don't let it run you, you know, yeah. you're, you're in control. You know, and good luck. There's going to be good days and there's going to be tough days, but the overall picture is what's important. Love it. Love it. All right, Rocky. Appreciate you. Thank you for sharing your story. And uh, well, I'm sure we'll have you back on. You're very welcome. I'll see you next time. All right. Bye, everybody.